pursue your purpose, speak your truth, deal with adult bullies, cope with failure, live beyond fear, establish values, set boundaries, move past trauma. These are all the themes in my Amazon bestseller, The Smart Girls Handbook. Tribers, get in close. For 15 years, I have been searching for a book that didn't exist. So I am thrilled to share that I decided to write it. The Smart Girls Handbook is available to buy now from wherever you get your books and also in Canada, the United States of America, New Zealand and Australia. Everything we do is a response to something you have asked for and girl have you been begging me for a book for years. Who is it for you? The reviews are outstanding, the press has been phenomenal and I am overwhelmed by the amazing support it has had already. This isn't my book but our book. I realised after my talks around the world women would be queuing for hours just to ask me one question. I didn't want them to just walk away but to have a tangible source to have forever and this is it. This is refreshing never before read content that will inspire, motivate, empower, inform and entertain you. It's full of my personal development tips that have got me living as my most authentic and highest self, literally glowing from within. My most vulnerable moments and hilarious stories that will resonate with you. The Smart Girls Handbook is a celebration of womanhood and the book missing from your library. So grab your copy today, tag me on Instagram at smartgirltribe and I will send you an exclusive gift just to say thank you. Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining me today. I am particularly thrilled to be here because I am going to be discussing the Smart Girls Handbook. I put it out on social media for you to ask me any question you like about the writing process specifically and the publishing process as well. I asked you on Instagram and my gosh, has the team been inundated with questions? So I am really excited to go through them today. Now I haven't seen them, I have just been sent them. I did ask for this so it would be very spontaneous. So let's get into our first question. Who is the book for? The Smart Girls Handbook is really for any woman who wishes to live freely as her most authentic self. It shares the truths of being a woman, the challenges, the triumphs and tribulations. It is for any woman who wants to speak her truth, pursue her purpose, establish values, set boundaries, live beyond fear, cope with failure, deal with adult bullies and of course mean girls and toxic relationships. It is for any woman who wants to build a profitable business from the ground up as I have and also have a positive impact on the world. This book really is, it's a celebration of womanhood and the core message is to empower you to live unapologetically as yourself, not drowning in other people's opinions and having the confidence really to go after even your most audacious dream. It's the book that has never existed before. It's the one I have been searching for for so many years as well. The next question, did you choose to self-publish? No, I didn't choose to self-publish. I have a traditional publisher, so once doors are open, you will be seeing it in foils and waterstones, just wherever you get your books. The next one, what propelled you to write the book? 
Wow, what a big question. So it was during my talks all over the world, from Tanzania to Harvard University, where I was speaking as a female empowerment expert to Switzerland. Women would queue for hours just to ask me one question and they would whisper questions to me afterwards. They would email me as well. And it was really then during that period that I realised how much still wasn't being done and that I really desperately wanted these women to walk away with something tangible to hold on to forever. And then it was also at my penultimate talk before the lockdown that really spurred me on, a mother approached me with her 22-year-old daughter and you may recall that I had previously worked with the NSPCC but she shared with me that her daughter had been having suicidal thoughts for years and today was the first day that she didn't because of something I had said. This really inspired me to write the book because seeing the change that my words were having, I just felt a moral obligation almost to write it. I knew that if I could change the life of one or two people that that would be worth it and in the book I share all of the tangible ways and methods I have committed to over the years to shape me into becoming my best self, my highest self, my most authentic self and I knew that to my core that it would be a disservice not sharing this information with women everywhere. How long did writing the book take? So I made notes for years and wrote in books. I wrote in so many notebooks when I have been traveling. I've really documented everything, um, all of the questions I have ever been asked and all of the feedback that I have ever received afterwards. I really documented it all and went through it prior to officially writing the book and sitting down and putting it out there. I even had a document on my Mac called Book. So whenever I was traveling, whenever I was in a plane, I would get out my Mac and I would start writing even more chapters. I would spend hours and hours writing, formulating the idea, the structure, the message. And like I said, writing down every question that I had been asked about, the most popular ones, the things and comments and feedback that people would leave me which would strike a chord with me and also things that the readers, listeners and everyone who attended a Smart Girl Summit would tell me. It wasn't until I was approached though at a book event and I was asked the question, so when is the book coming out? That's really when it took off that was when I then submitted the manuscript and the final edits took place during the first lockdown. Next question, and I can see that this is a juicy one, which a few of you asked. Was there anything cut from the book which you wish was there? The honest answer is no. I wrote a list of my most vulnerable stories the tales I would be most scared to share with the world and every one of them made it in. I was pretty adamant about this. I didn't write for any other reason. 
than this book is needed. I wasn't coming into this with the goal of fame or financial gain, but to truly and profoundly help women and to impart the lessons I have learned. I mean, I was the girl who had anxiety and panic attacks for so long, who built a business at 19 and subsequently had to deal with bullies. I quit a job three weeks in and moved to New York, not having a job, apartment or friends waiting out there for me. And over the years, I have seen how much my narrative has helped others. So because of that, I was pretty certain, not necessarily certain, but I knew that these were the stories that I wanted to include, even if those were the ones that most scared me, because I just know that the more personal, the more powerful. I was very particular about including everything that had fundamentally changed someone or their perspective or their life as well. So again, because I had documented so much over the years, I had a lot of material to look back on and go over and see people's feedback as well. The next question is very specific about the writing journey. How did you choose a publisher? What told you that they were right for you? So being such a staunch advocate for mental health, it was pivotal that I worked with a publisher that was devoted to destigmatizing issues around mental health and to also work with a female-led team. So not exclusively women, but there is currently a gender imbalance in the publishing industry. I was very aware of this and I knew that if there was going to be something to my name, I wanted to be absolutely sure that I basically was practicing what I preach all of the time. So because of that, and also for being the UK's number one female empowerment organisation, working with a strong team of women was very important to me. So bearing in mind we have this um, charitable aspect as well, we have partnered with the Shaw Trust, I am very proud of that, but I knew from day one that those two things would be my non-negotiables when looking for a publisher. Next, how did you get a literary agent? So I was approached at a book launch. I would honestly say, I have said this for years, that networking is key to any kind of success. And it is actually through events that I have met writers of mine, influencers, celebrities I have worked with, even the, even the um, panelists for the Smart Girls Summits then is journalism and writing a book different? Now for those who don't know, I have a master's degree in journalism. I have freelanced for major publications for years, separate to the publications that I have been featured in most recently, including Stylist, The Daily Mail, um, The Metro, Planets Mindful, etc. I've written for the likes of Cosmopolitan and initially when I moved over to New York it was because I wanted, that's where I knew Smart Girl Tribe could probably take off and I wanted to live in a very vibrant and vivacious city that would inspire me to push it that bit more but I was also looking at journalism positions out there because that was where um, 
I really could see myself that young post-graduation. So to answer the question, the text I find in a book is a lot richer and for obvious reasons for non-fiction, a lot more personal journalism. You are reporting without an opinion, writing a non-fiction or a memoir. My book is, of course, part personal development, part memoir. It is very different. However, I would say the goal is the same. To communicate a message or a mission as clearly as possible and to really connect with the reader. Outside of that, journalism, when I was writing articles, I would be fairly detached from the pieces that I was writing, from the articles, where this book, the Smart Girls Handbook, it could not have been any more personal. I chose every story, I chose the themes, I decided the structure. So, because of that, my work in journalism has been very detached. Like I said, it's very much reporting on facts, whereas my book is deeply personal to me and it is me really opening up about my entire journey. Next, was it scary to write about intimate and personal topics? Yes, yes, it was. It was petrifying. But I knew, I mean, being completely transparent, yes, there were a few nights I sat up and I really started questioning the stories that I put in the book because these were stories that I have never shared with anyone. And knowing that so many people who didn't know me would be reading this material about my life, but then also so many people who do know me would be reading this material about my life. It was very, it was daunting. It was very scary knowing that I was basically putting my insides on the outside, that I was shining a light on everything. And it was a very emotional process, to be honest. And like I said, it did keep me up nights. I did think, oh my gosh, am I making the right decision by sharing this story, by talking about this person, this truth, and also going into, for instance, my toxic relationship. That was something I had never shared before to anyone. So really putting that content out there was very, very scary. I just knew to my core, having met so many of you, readers, listeners, attendees, whether it's been at a school, business, university event, or whether you have come along to a Smart Girl Summit, I just have always known to my core that the Smart Girls Handbook needed universal resonance, and that was only going to happen by sharing my most vulnerable moments the Smart Girls Handbook is about embracing failure, living beyond fear, speaking your truth, setting boundaries, establishing values. Everything I have ever done has acted as a response to something that the community has asked me for. I'm the woman to raise her hand and say, I'll go first. So yes, in doing so, it was very scary, but I honestly have always believed and held on to the idea that those scary and daunting moments, it's fear and fear is telling you what you should do, not what you shouldn't do. 
Next question. Oh, this is a lot more lighthearted. What do you do when you are not writing? Usually traveling and speaking around the world or I am organizing the Smart Girl Summits or recording for this podcast, this top rated podcast, the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. I am also an avid reader. I read every single day. I have since, oh my goodness, maybe since I was seven or eight. I have loved reading. It excites me. I have always found it to be a place of comfort as well. No matter, I truly believe no matter what you are seeking in life, you can find in a good book. So for me, I'm a huge avid reader. And given that I grew up in Italy, that is where I try and spend a lot of my year, if possible, as as well. Do you have any suggestions for someone who wants to become an author? Right, is what I would say, even if it is in the dark. And what I mean by that is even if nobody is reading your content, or even if you're not quite putting it out into the world yet, just keep writing. Don't be writing for the sake of success because you want success or because you want so many readers just keep your head down and walk your path when you don't know what to write write thoughts and feelings it is not wrong if it's your truth and like I did list your most vulnerable moments because for non-fiction the more personal the more powerful writing is never about showing off it's about showing yourself so be vulnerable that would probably be my main piece of advice it is the most vulnerability it's the most prevailing way you can connect with another human that is essentially why Smart Girl Tribe magazine all those years ago was so successful from the beginning. I have said this, within three days we had over 40 applications from writers all over the world asking to contribute. We were the outlet cultivating an inclusive space on the internet for women to show up just as they are, not telling them who or how to be, but really allowing them to share their stories. That was an issue that I had with major publications, particularly at the time, even though I also see it now. There would be editors and writers who were posting things or writing in print about maybe anxiety or depression, having never experienced those things. And for me, I really set out to create a space for women where they could share their own stories. I was never going to sit down and write about being a depressed black woman. And that, by the way, is one of our most popular articles. We had an an extraordinary writer email me who asked to share her story about being a black woman who suffers from depression. And that story wouldn't have been as powerful if it had come from me, because quite clearly, that is not something I have ever experienced myself. So I would say, um, you need to write all of the time, be vulnerable, but also there is a quote by Mark Twain, write like you are being paid until someone pays you. Do it every day, prioritise it, and be true to you. It's only through showing up as your authentic self that you are going to be able to see people and be seen in return, which is the most amazing thing about writing. 
Then three words to describe the writing process. Three words to describe the writing process. Wow. Um, I would say galvanizing, emotional, and beautiful. It was a very exciting process seeing the book come to life, knowing my book would be in your hands from choosing the fonts to the cover to the structure. It was all exhilarating. I couldn't sleep when writing it to my core. I was being encouraged every single day from readers and listening from readers and listeners. They didn't know about the book, but they were sharing how much they were struggling and how much my writing on the website was helping them. It was also a very emotional process. It is deeply personal. I have written the book I was searching for for 15 years and the Smart Girls Handbook isn't from the perspective of a celebrity or a YouTuber or someone with a famous parent. I am a completely normal young woman. I have just gone for it and it was a beautiful process. Even now it's a beautiful process because it was such... This whole period has been such a poetic and artistic time in my life, seeing firsthand the power my words have had since, with reviewers reaching out to me, saying that they've read it in one sitting, reviewers saying that it's now a staple in their bag, that they have never annotated a book so much, that it has genuinely changed their entire life. It is a magical feeling and experience. Ultimately, that's what I set out to do because having done the work to get to grips with my anxiety, deal with adult bullies, cope with fear, live beyond failure, speak my truth, pursue my passion, but then also building a business and becoming an activist and genuinely having a positive impact on the world. I knew all of the lessons put together that I've ever learned and my vulnerable moments, and my hilarious stories, that without, if I wasn't sharing them, I would be doing a disservice to the world, because I'm often asked, how can I be so unapologetic about the success I have had? And the truth is, because there was a time when I was very modest, and that was at the very beginning of my career, I went to a party, and my friend went to introduce me to someone else, and they didn't know how to introduce me, because they said, oh, um, I'm not quite sure what you do. And it would be very easy to think, oh, that was your best friend. They didn't know what you do. But actually, it was me that I had never shared because I wanted to remain humble and modest and I was very shy. But by doing so, I wasn't helping anyone. I wasn't serving anyone that way. It was only when I then set out with almost a megaphone and started spreading this message that I realised what a change I was having um, in women's lives. So it really has been a very beautiful and powerful experience, the entire process. I'm overwhelmed. The reviews have been phenomenal. They have been outstanding. And of course, it's incredibly emotional. I get teary whenever I see these words because the reviews that have come in have all been very eloquent and very poetic and the way that they describe how the Smart Goals handbook has changed their life already, it's just majestic. It's wonderful.
Did you feel nervous when readers started to get their hands on the book? It felt liberating having it out in the world. I have been sitting with it for so long and for years everyone has been begging me to write a book so it was very freeing to know that it's here. I love my community and my community loves me and for years we have been showing up for each other. I have only ever set out to have a real impact on the world so I was never nervous, it was actually a very calm process in some ways, seeing it come out felt very organic because I've been writing for so many years, Um, so it felt very natural to me, Um, becoming then an Amazon bestseller, that was very surreal but it made me realise kind of looking back, so much hard work went into this process so many smiles and tears, it really has been a journey, so seeing that was very surreal and made it seem a a lot more real. It really is, I find, a collective love letter, without being too cheesy to every woman I have encountered on my journey, and for every woman I haven't met yet. How do you take care of yourself when writing a book, and what was the hardest part of the process. I have written for years and I have always said that when you're writing or thinking about becoming a writer you need to get comfortable with chaos because you're never going to feel ready, the day of feeling ready is never going to come but then equally you need to get used to writing on a plane or in Starbucks or on a train or at a desk, just everywhere but with the pandemic, it was the opposite. I didn't see anyone for so long. It was just my thoughts. And I was also in Italy towards the end at my family home. So taking care of myself, I really took the time to take care of myself emotionally because I was sharing so much of my life. So because of that, I actively chatted to friends very frequently, I reached out to a lot of friends, I was journaling every day so the emotion would never get on top of me because the depth I was willing to go and be vulnerable and share these stories that I hadn't before and then of course being in nature and committing almost to playtime, I'm a workaholic and it was the first time when writing this that because I was so dedicated to my craft, i.e. writing, I knew that I had to be equally as dedicated when I was playing. So I had more music blaring throughout the house when I wasn't writing. I was watching TV shows I was nostalgic for, such as Gilmore Girls. That really just felt so grounding to me, reverting, maybe I'm sure a therapist would analyse this and say childhood habits that would just make me feel make me feel so good and calm um, because usually I'm out in the world and this comes into the question about what was the hardest part it was exceptionally difficult being a, in a pandemic because usually I'm traveling and getting inspired all over the world yet now I needed to find new ways to connect with my audience and it was all digitally and I found that very very hard going from being a 
traveling speaker, somebody who is out there in the world getting inspired every single day, having real life conversations and being an observer as well to then being at home in front of a screen all day. So that's what emotionally helped me um, kind of get to grips with everything and the entire process. But that was also the, it was the hardest part, not being out in, in the world. What elements will most strongly resonate with readers? These stories I share have universal resonance. For women, this is about becoming the woman you are destined to be, but it's also about going home within yourself, being the woman you were before the world told you who to be. Very specifically for me, every chapter serves a deep purpose. I was very adamant to only include refreshing, never share before content. What you get out of the Smart Girls Handbook, you would not have read, listened, or seen anywhere else. That's how innovative it is. I think the anxiety chapter and my groundbreaking ways that I have been mastering for years will deeply resonate considering one in three people struggle with anxiety. But then there are also the hilarious stories about my body, bullies I met as an adult. I know that you have these anecdotes too. The Smart Girls Handbook is a rallying cry. It points a way forward for every woman. We are friends, you are my family, and I can guarantee that you will relate to every chapter. Because after all, my mission was for the book and is to be a quiet ally, to say you are not alone. People say, what would you tell your younger self? Or the girl just starting out? Or the woman you were in a toxic relationship? This is everything I would tell her and would continue to tell her everything I have learned over the years that has got me to living as my most authentic self, the woman I have always been destined to be, is in the Smart Girls Handbook. You have an innate power in you. This book uncovers it. It will empower, motivate and inspire you to live as your best self. Thank you for listening to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. I am your host, Scarlett V. Clark, award-winning founder and CEO of Smart Girl Tribe, the UK's number one female empowerment organisation, host of this top-rated podcast, the Smart Girl Tribe podcast, and author. You are my community, my family, so come and follow along for more female empowerment and personal development in our private Facebook group, the Smart Girl Tribe Society, or on Twitter or Instagram at Smart Girl Tribe.